Hello, and thank you for joining me on this episode of Dropping the Plum Line. My name is Stacey Mueller, and it is May 15th, 2022. This is actually part five of a series that I've been doing here in the month of Iyar, and we've been talking about the Joseph companies that God has been forming, that remnant that have been hidden, that are coming into their prime of their time as he is joining them together to be God's solution for the time that we're in. So the last episode, I was sharing about the dream I had about God's ginormous fingers going into this bowling ball and then taking that bowling ball and rolling it down the lane and seven pins coming down, but three remained standing, one being the kingpin. And the Lord was revealing that the seven that went down were a symbol of the remnant who had bowed down underneath his strength, and they were complete in him. But the three pins that remained standing were Satan and his cohorts that were resisting God and trying to establish a world war three. And these were going to be assigned these three pins or these three strikes that would be uh, noticeable and an American event or a media event that we would hear about um, that would signify these strikes. And our clues that we were working with was the number three, the color red, and um, the word strike. So the very next day after I had that dream on 327, we had our first sign of a strike and it came with the Academy Awards. Now, there isn't any American that did not hear about this story about Will Smith getting up on stage and slapping Chris Rock on the face because of what he was saying in his monologue that was degrading his wife, Jada. And so uh, the headlines actually said the slap that was heard around the world. So I want to just kind of walk through this scenario and kind of break it down as to the symbolism of Will Smith going up on stage who had played King Richard in the movie. Richard actually means rich ruler and his role in the movie was to defend and protect his family and so he gets up on stage to defend his wife um, Jada and then slaps Chris Rock on the face. Now if you just took it point blank just like that you can see that God is probably um, you know saying that this is um, his rich ruler um, king of kings coming back to defend and to protect and to bring into victory the bride of Christ. And we can stop right there and we know that's true. However, um, when you do a little investigation, you find out that Chris Rock and his wife are actually not doing too well as a couple. Matter of fact, their vows to each other had been um, very open, where they've been open to having other partners, and it's been very rocky for them. And so that in itself, their their relationship isn't kind of the picture 
of the bride that's waiting for Jesus's return. Secondly, when Jesus comes back to defend us, he's not going to um, slap the enemy and mimic the enemy's uh, ways of defeating and killing God's people. He is going to come back with the sword of the spirit, the word, the truth, and this is going to strike at the hearts and then the hearts will bow and come down underneath his headship. And this is what God has been training the overcomers to understand the full measure of the tongue that is their weapon of warfare, mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Thirdly, um, when uh, Smith went up to the stage and hit uh, Chris Rock in the face, if Chris Rock is standing in proxy um, of the Academy Awards. And if you've looked at one of the awards, it actually is gold and it looks like Nebuchadnezzar. And so Chris Rock kind of represents the gold portion of that statue in his dream, which is Babylon. Um, God does not say that in that in those scriptures that the stone kingdom is going to slap um, that um, Babylonian system in the face. As a matter of fact, the scriptures are very clear that it's going to hit it in the feet and it's going to crush it. And so again, this doesn't all line up with the sign of the Lord coming in and making this his sign. Now, I will tell you, there have been um, a sign that God has made that no man can take credit for um, that has come to reveal his Red Sea moment that is coming for his bride and um, his return. And there has been a red uh, Oh gosh, in China, there was a night where the whole sky was completely red. And I mean, like it was red, red. I've never seen anything like it. It was a phenomenon. The other one is that even as I was recording this, we were having a blood moon, a lunar eclipse here at 9-11 being its maximum capacity to see that eclipse. And 9-11, although the enemy has taken that to make it be one of the days of destruction that happened in America, 9-11 actually is the gematria number for in the beginning, Genesis 1-1. And God uses that gematria really to point to Jesus, Yeshua, who was there in the beginning, who is and was and forevermore more. So the way that I kind of see what the enemy is telegraphing through this incident is that Will Smith is, you know, his name means to strike and he's standing in proxy of a king, King Richard, and this is the Antichrist kingship and goes up on stage and then slaps Chris, Christ, the rock of our salvation in the face and says, you know, you're not the God of the world. I'm the God of the world. And I am about ready to do something to crush your people. 
Then after this incident, uh, Will Smith actually ended up receiving the Academy Award for his role in King Richard. And one of the things he said was, I am being called in my life to love people and to protect people, to be a river to my people. And the tears were flowing down through his face um, as he was saying this. Now, uh, that is not the way that God is going to protect his people, how he was portraying with that kind of character um, in this uh, whole incident that happened at the academies. And if God was really calling him to protect his people, he would do it differently because there was something that transpired in the academies when he made that whole incident happen. All the focus actually went on Will Smith and what he did and it took away from the whole evening and everyone's moment for that when they got their award um and so again it's you know drawing the attention to him self and the power of the antichrist leader that was being raised up to appear that he's going to be this um ruler that's going to care and protect the people and here comes the tears and i've got a new way of helping out the world and you know it's just going to flow out and if if you just accept this then all is going to be well it's going to be like a false sense of peace and honor that's kind of what I was seeing through this ordeal so there are so many different ways we can look at this strike and the sign both positive and negative uh, the Lord actually had me looking into bald scriptures prior to this event um, no, and then I was like, huh, that's interesting. Here is Jada who is bald. And what does the Lord say about the baldness of our head? Well, you can go to Job 1, 20 to 22, Isaiah 22, 12 through 14, Isaiah 3, 24, Micah 1, 16, and Micah 1, 2, 7, and 16. But I'm just going to read Micah 1, 16 right now. And it says, Make yourself bald and cut off your hair because of your precious children. Enlarge your baldness like an eagle, for they shall go from you into captivity. And, you know, on our watch, we have allowed our nation to go into the captivity of the enemy, and it is affecting our kids. And that scripture really spoke volumes to me. So another scripture the Lord gave me was in Isaiah 22, verse 12. And it says, In that day, the Lord God of hosts called for weeping and for mourning, for baldness and for girding with sackcloth. But instead, joy and gladness, slain oxen and killing sheep, eating meat and drinking wine. Oh, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Then it was revealed in my hearing by the Lord of hosts, surely for this iniquity, there will be no atonement for you, even to your death, says the Lord God of hosts. And so these scriptures were, um, the Lord was saying, hey, you know, there is so much iniquity that you have partnered with, and I'm calling you to fast and to weep, repent. And, you know, the baldness of he of head was to like, 
um, take off the, the, you know, glory that, you know, God gives us through our hair, um, in the natural, we're known for, you know, our glamorous hair or covering, right? And he's like, no, take that off because that was meaning taking off everything of the world and start laying your life down so that God can hear those prayers and come in and release us from judgments. And so that is something that the Christians actually have been doing. Um, many of them, some of them are still asleep, but many of the remnant and specifically the Joseph company, those leaders that God's raising up, they understand the seriousness of the hour at hand. And so they're not looking for titles. They're not looking to stand up there and look good to the people and, you know, get their approval. They've been on their knees uh, searching the Lord out with their feet down into the plow right now and saying, God, you've got me for this time. What can I do to be a solution for what we're dealing with right now? Now, the baldness of head can also mean another thing. It can mean that God is stripping us of these garments that we've been wearing that are corruptible. And he is about ready to release his incorruptible garments, these new robes of righteousness um, upon us. And so that's actually a good sign. And those are the good things that we have to look forward to. Now, the enemy always comes and counterfeits um, that. And so there is a baldness that is, you know, being revealed through Jada and the baldness is coming because of the sickness that has been sent by the enemy to get us to a place where we're losing our hair. It could be from the 5G as well. I do hear that that is one of the signs of getting too much of the frequencies that are now being transmitted out there. And our bodies just aren't used to um, handling it. Many people that have gotten COVID have actually lost their hair as well. And so here comes Jada, who is, you know, got no hair. And, you know, all of a sudden, pharmacia has a solution to get that hair back on that is um, a false, you know, um, uh, sign, actually, or a false uh, flag, I'm going to call it, um, because God doesn't want to replace our baldness with something that's made of man and something that is going to um, just cover our incorruptible temples. He's coming back to give us a new set of uh, garments and incorruptible clothes. So again, we have to look at these strikes and these signs both ways through the eyes and the promise of what God is doing with his people, the Jacobites, and then what God is doing through Esau, the Edomites, and see that these two worlds are clashing and vying for um, power, actually, God's kingdom rising up, the stone kingdom under the authority of the king of kings, and then the antichrist spirit that is rising up through Satan's agenda that's trying to fight and defeat God's stone kingdom from coming into their authority. And it also says in Isaiah 3, um, 24, 
And it shall be, instead of a sweet smell, there will be a stench, instead of a sash, a rope, and instead of a well-set hair, baldness, instead of a rich robe, a girding of sackcloth, and branding, instead of beauty. Your men shall fall by the sword, and your mighty in the war. And so it also goes on to say that her gates shall lament and mourn, and shall be desolate, um, shall sit on the ground. And so these scriptures indicate to us as well that we need to choose which world that we want to abide in. And so that this baldness that's coming is coming because of uh, mourning on our part, um, but it's going to be judgment on the part of Edomite, the Edomites or the Esau world that Satan has been you know, raising up for this hour as well. So if you follow the money trail, you'll see the motive behind the method of why these things are transpiring. Because Pfizer is going to get a lot of money for uh, people that are receiving this solution to boldness. And they've already received tons, thousands, millions of dollars for this vaccine that seemed to be a solution to the sickness of COVID. And yet we know, as we've been searching out and learning about COVID, that this isn't everything that we all thought it was to be, but it was transferring of wealth and causing um, more of our freedoms to be constrained. So going back to the dream that the Lord gave me the night before, I have to ask the question, is this strike number one? Well, we see a sign in Will Smith's name to strike. And then I went to the marketing campaign for the movie he was in, King Richard. And on the front cover is Will Smith wearing a white shirt with a, on the sleeves three red stripes on each sleeve. And that was indicative of the three pins that were standing as well as the three strikes. So I found that to be very telling indeed. And then just think that this is a red carpet moment and the Academy Awards um, uh, honoring uh you know, Will Smith at that time, um, everyone in the world was, you know, watches these Academy Awards. That evening, actually, in the news, there were several headlines that stated that Russia and Ukraine, what was transpiring between them, was a sign of World War Three. And I hadn't seen that before. And to see that that evening, because, uh, you know, there was a strike that was happening uh, from Russia to Ukraine. Again, this was all leading up to a confirmation of the sign of the strike. So now that we've identified strike one, we need to look for strike number two. Have we had it yet? And I do believe that strike number two came on May 7th, 2022, through the Kentucky Derby when Rich Strike came from behind and won that race. Now, we talked a little bit about Rich Strike winning uh, in an earlier podcast, 
and Rich Strike, there's that word strike again, and he was put in at the last minute. Um, Ethereal Road was taken out, and he was horse number 20, and that's what gave Rich Strike the number 21. And we talked about also that 21 can represent uh, the end of Jacob's trouble. It can also represent iniquity. Um, the other thing I wanted to share was that the jockey's name was um, Sonny Leon, and that actually could be translated son of the lion. And he was wearing red and white, and on his jersey were actually three red stripes on his sleeve. So now we have three stripes or strikes, the red on a white shirt by Rich Strike. So that is all talking about the sign that God told me through the dream. Now on the horse, there was a mask or whatever you call that around his head. And on the nose portion was the letter, was the letter R in red. And R could be red, it could be reset, it could be Rothschild, it could be Ruble, it could be Russia, it could be, uh, I don't really know, but it was another sign that was speaking to the three signals that I was given in my dream with the letter R. Um, let's see, the other thing that was interesting was in the media, the headlines read, the shot in the dark heard around the world. Now, here again, we're seeing the same theme, the slap that was heard around the world, and now the shot in the dark heard around the world. So both the Academy Award and the Kentucky Derby are both taking on the same look, the same colors, and the same sound bites. So I couldn't get my mind off of the mask that Rich Strike was wearing over his face, over his nose, and that R. The colors of that mask were red and gold. And uh, knowing what I did know a little bit about the Rothschilds, um, I recognized that those were the colors of their shield, but also that their shield had the lion, the bear, and the leopard on their coat of arms. Now, that could represent the son of the lion and one of the sons of the Rothschilds. It could mean that. Um, but what I was kind of getting out of this was, all right, so this Rothschild shield is over the nose and uh, there it's telegraphing to me perhaps there is a shift or a transfer in the wealth and the money systems up ahead. Now the Rothschilds, uh, and here's another reason why I was getting that, is that they really came into their power in 1815 when um, there was a treaty that was made um, called the Holy Alliance at the Congress of Vienna. And they appointed the Rothschild bankers as guardian over the papal property, the Roman Catholic Church, for 99 years. Now, if you don't know what's going on in the Vatican, uh, there has been a lot of money laundering that has transpired through that holy front. And so the Rothschilds had kind of control of that money system. Um, and overseeing it for 99 years, which brings us to 19 uh, or 2000, 
I'm sorry, 1913. And what transpired in 1913? Well, um, on the uh, Jekyll Island, um, some of the wealthy bankers got together and they formulated the plan on how to infiltrate the government of America and their money systems. And they came up with the Federal Reserve and the IRS, and they used Woodward Wilson as their front guy to make this happen. And I believe that they were able to pass this through Congress in one hour on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. So in 1913, um, that was the year of the transition of the money powers. And in 1914, everything got enacted and we've been under the mystery of Babylon since then. Well, in 1913, if you read the history of the Kentucky Derby, um, the stories that were being shared was that uh, this was the second longest odds of any horse um, to win because it was 80 to 1 odds that Rich Strike would win. And it, um, so it was second longest odds of any horse behind Donor Rail in 1913. And the odds were 91 to 1, which spells out 9-11. Now, there is no coincidence that that is the same year that the Rothschilds were working behind the scenes and starting to create a new system, a new B system that would provide um, the Babylonian system to, you know, infiltrate the governments and take control through money. And so I think that what we're seeing through this um, Kentucky Derby is that Rich Strike was the horse to win and Epicenter was the horse that came in second. Epicenter means earthquake and he was actually the one that was supposed to or was leading most of the race and then ended up falling short. I think that there is going to be a shaking. It's going to come underneath this Rich Strike and what they have been producing Producing the enemy to transfer the wealth of money into a new system. There'll be a shaking that will transpire um, because of it. And so this is something that is being telegraphed through this event to let um, the world know of the Antichrist. I'm stepping out and I am using the son of, sunny uh, Leon, the son of the lion, to enact my plan. So many of you have heard some of my previous podcasts that 2024 is a signpost and an event, the American eclipse that's going to transpire um, seven years later after the one that happened in 2017. And so that is a sign that we need to watch and observe of something that God is doing. And so if you take 1914 to 2024, there is 110 years that transpire in between. And so it looks as though the enemy is trying to set up uh, his next move, his third world 
system, banking system through this transition. And it's going to come suddenly with a shaking and it's going to come unexpectedly, not where, you know, you're thinking that it's going to come because Rich Strike came out from behind and no one had their eyes on him. And here he comes out from um, the back and then he strides forward into the front. And so one of the tactics of the enemy is that he has you always look one way why he's doing some work another way and we see that always transpiring even the media media is used to get people thinking or their thoughts or their um, vision uh, a certain direction so that they can start working behind the scenes in the opposite direction So we know from reading the scriptures that in Revelation 17 and 18, God just tells us to come out of Babylon because our judgments have come before heaven. And so we know that the money systems are actually going to crash because it's God's doing and his word coming to pass. And it is a sign right before the Lord's remnant gets to come into their authority. Now, 110 is a number that is significant because Joshua and Joseph both died at the age of 110. Joshua was the governor of, you know, I'm just going to say the commander who went ahead and led the tribes of Israel into the promised land. And then he subdued the enemy and he never lost a battle. And then they were able to go in and enjoy uh, living in the presence with the Lord and the land that he had promised. And uh, Joseph was uh, told the children of Israel that when he died to take his bones and bring them back into the promised land, which they did, and they buried in Shechem. So both of these things transpired on Joshua 24. You can read about it. And Joseph's bones are indicative of the birthright because that's what Joseph was given was the birthright that Jesus is coming back to, um, to tie his kingship with the kingdom and so that they can be one in his hand and we can enjoy his kingship in the earth. And there was two nations that were called by God to carry that birthright anointing until he returned, and that was America and England. Now, both of them have been falling short. The Lord knew that they would do that because they only have a measure of his anointing to work with. And he knew that they would make compromises and choices that would cause both nations to um, fall under the hands of the enemy. And that has transpired as well. But God would raise up a remnant within that would be able to carry that torch spiritually and be God's solution um, to help until the Lord returns with that birthright um, torch in his hand. So 110 seems to be a very significant number. Uh, We had a hundred years where the Rothschilds were uh, in charge of the Vatican's wealth. 
And then all of a sudden they shifted gears and really started moving into more of a global governance when they got their hands into our government here in America in 1914. And so now a hundred years later, or a hundred years plus 10, uh, we're starting to see another transfer of wealth and a new system that is rising on the scene. Let's read Psalm 110. It says, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power, in the beauty of holiness from the womb of the, of the morning. You have the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He shall execute kings in the day of his wrath. He shall shall judge among the nations. He shall fill the places with dead bodies. He shall execute the heads of many countries. He shall drink of the brook by the wayside. Therefore, he shall lift up the head. And so I, this word is encouraging to us that the Lord is going to come back and be uh, on his white horse with that white robe with the name written on his thigh with the sword in his hand and come and rule the nations and strike the nations that we read in Isaiah 2. And one of those signs prior to him coming is that the money systems start failing. So I know that there are many um, in the Joseph company that God has given a solution to this banking um, so situation that we have on our hands. And there is going to be a new system that God is going to erect that is going to be according to his laws and his ways, and it will be a blessing and will add to the multiplicity of his promise of prosperity for us. Um, and we are excited about those solutions coming to the forefront. Now, I heard Johnny Anglo um, live on the Elijah streams, and he was giving his um, deciphering of the Kentucky Derby that the Lord had given him, and I thought it was excellent. So if you have time, please listen to that. And he referred to the number 21 as Revelation 21. He makes all things new, the new Jerusalem. He also mentioned Revelation 21, 21, that the streets of the new Jerusalem were made of pure gold. And then he went on to talk about Psalm 21, that we have joy in God's victory. Now, so that's the uh, 21 that is in the positive light that we come to the end of Jacob's trouble and we come into that uh, newness and the new Jerusalem and the promises of victory in the tabernacle's age. And I love that. And I'm not, I, and then he also actually went on to say Revelations 21 11 that the enemy intended um, evil against us, but they cry, they were not able to perform it. So I don't know, that was some of his intel that he got. Um, also that Moses, the, the odds were 80 to 1 and Moses was 80 when he was called out to say, let my people go. go. And, you know, Johnny um, continues and shares about how these are the signs of Babylon coming down and that we really um, can't idolize the golden calf anymore. I am complete agreement of all of that. 
But getting back to the purpose of what we're looking for right now, it was the second strike or signal that God wants us to take notice of, of the enemy moving forward with his plan of World War III and enacting the world um, in the new world order. And so we do see that the horse had red and white, a mask, had the letter R, the jockey had red and white and red stripes on his jersey. And um, so the, and his name was Rick Strike. So that was good enough for me, just in that little portion right there to know that, okay, this is a sign of the second strike. So now that we have confirmed uh, strike number one and strike number two, we need to keep our eyes out for strike number three, which I don't believe has transpired yet. There was 42 days between strike number one and strike number two. 42 is the number for crossing over. If you take that um, blueprint and move forward, you will come to June 18th. So that would be a day that I would look at and go, hmm, I wonder if anything that's a world event or something here in America that the world would know about would be transpiring on that day. Um, 40 days from now is 616, and 50 days from now is uh, 626 from the last strike. So those were just on my mind. Um, the other thing that I was thinking was that Roe versus Wade is coming up to strike down the ruling that had um, has been for 49 years. 49 is the number of Jubilee, and we're coming into the 50th year and maybe the striking down of that. And perhaps that is one of the signs that that is going to be used here to enact the Third World War and to release the New World Order into um, full gear um, through this last phase. I'm not really sure. Of course, these are just some good guesses. We could also look at the World Series, uh, Three Strikes You're Out, as a contender as well, because a lot of people in the world watch the World Series. We can look at the basketball playoffs as well, given that they are in June. So I don't know. These are just some of my guesses. Uh, and, it, you know, I'm looking one way and it might come a completely different way. But it does indicate to me uh, from everything that's been transpiring right now that Roe versus Wade and striking that down could be a significant sign. And there was a purposeful leak from the Supreme Court as to what their decision was. And we have seen riots ensue since then. And that is causing chaos. It's causing, um, you know, a lot of people to be hurt. I've even seen people murdered. And even the judges themselves have had to hide in their homes because there have been uh, attacks on them in their families. So, we're already seeing some of this unrest arise and it's galvanizing the whole nation to get in and to be a part of this, you know, feuding amongst each other to divide so that the enemy can conquer. I want to finish uh, right now on a positive note. Uh, we do see what's transpiring right now is two kingdoms that are at war with each other, the Jacob or God's people against um 
Esau, the Edomites, Satan's kingdom. And Satan is rising up in this final hour to try to appear or be Christ who comes to save the day and to save the world. Um, and he's trying to enact um, this next plan of his. And then we see God's people that are struggling underneath the oppression, yet a remnant that God has been raising up for this hour to help through the transition uh, until the verdict is done at, in the throne that the saints are overcoming and Jesus is returning. And so um, the thing that we need to do right now is to really start seeking God for some of those uh, solutions that are found in the company of people that he has drawn you to. Now, I know in myself and my own life, there is a family here that God has put together. Uh, they're not my real family, but they're my spiritual family. And they have been uh, brought into my life to help and to encourage and to support. And as we talk and we start, you know, sharing with one another what we see on the horizon, how we can overcome in our cities, what resources we need, how to stay connected, how are we going to communicate if things go down? Um, these are the things that we all should be talking about and we should be making sure that our schedules aren't so busy that we're not taking time to put into that strategy and those people because they're going to be our lifeline and they're going to be the help that, that we've been crying out for. Um, they're going to be right there in your living room. So please take the time to do that. And the last thing that I want to share is what God says in Mark chapter 13 and verse 23. He says, but take heed and see, I have told you all things beforehand. And in those days, um, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light. The stars of heaven will fall. The powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send his angels and gather together his elect from the four winds from the farthest parts of the earth to the farthest parts of heaven. So learn this um, parable, he says. And one of the things that he says at the end of this, he says, And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. And so we are watching for these signs. We are seeing what the enemy is doing, but then we're listening to what God is promising and how he is navigating us through this so that we can experience the word of his return and his glorious reign. All right. When I get more, I will share it with you. That's all that I've got right now, but God bless you. And thank you for joining me in this series.